What's going on, guys? MJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast, and I'm bringing you another episode of the Monday Anticipation Segments, guys. It's been a little bit. I do apologize for the um, for the lack of the content uh, as of late. Uh, there's been a lot of moving, shifting, just a lot happening. Um, but uh, we will uh, we will overcome, right? <laughs> we will be okay. And I just wanted to to give you guys some updates, some perspectives, some tips, some insights, and and, and really try to find a way to, to bring some value. So for me, I think today when I want to talk about it, and I'm going to go back to the My Perfect Role profile that I've talked so much about. Um, I think it's something that a lot of uh, a lot of applicants, a lot of employees are not putting together. Um, I think a lot of professionals and applicants and employees just frankly, whether it's I mean, they can't blame COVID-19 because, you know, these companies were, these employees and applicants were doing this previous to COVID-19. So whether it's, again, I guess we can say COVID-19 or whether it's a lack of confidence or whether it's a lack of clarity or whether it's just a lack of um, mentorship, whatever the reason is, a lot of employees and applicants today are just really not thinking thoroughly about what their perfect role looks like outside of the tangible black and white things, right? And so, Here's a few thoughts. Here's a few perspectives that um, I, I think will will give you guys hopefully some sort of context. And um, and and also what I'm hoping is that unpacking my perfect role and unpacking this context will give each and every applicant and employee an opportunity to again live out the mission of Monday Anticipation, which is here's exactly who I am. Here's exactly what I'm looking for. Here's exactly what I can do. Here's exactly what this needs to be for me. And and I'm sticking to that. And I'm sticking to that in a very respectful, confident way. I'm, I'm not sticking to that in a very egotistical way, but I am willing um, to go through the ebbs and flows until I find a, a group of leaders and, and a brand that will respect this My Perfect Role um, communication or document or process that I put together that I'm sliding across this table or that I'm communicating on this Zoom interview. And at the end of the day, um, this is who I am and this is what it's going to be. And, and, and I'm looking to, to find a brand that can appreciate that and get me as close as I can to this. And so um, those are just a few things. So uh, I'm just going to start rambling and, 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 and giving some tips. So the first thing that I think should be within this My Perfect World profile should be an outline of your workflow. Um, and so what I mean your workflow is we all go about executing tasks differently. Um, and, I, and I think... For for me, why I started with this is a lot of companies have already designed workflows based off of typically whoever started the company, that's how they went about it. And then over time, it started iterating and it started changing and it started adjusting due to whoever they put in place within the organization. And so typically workflows have always changed based off of who held the role and also kind of in the ivory tower moment who you know what the coo or what the chief executive you know uh the chief marketing officer or the you know the c the cto like whoever's running the overall kind of ivory tower of the departments they've always had a say on on processes and like steps and and workflows and and it's not that i disagree with that and it's not that i'm i'm trying to discourage any brand from doing that but what i think is valuable and, and important is to have employees kind of walk into an organization when trying to find employment and say, look, 
here's how I actually get to the end result in, in, in my best way. Like, here's the process and the way that I get to a beautiful copy uh, within an email newsletter. Or here's how I go about closing the deal within a sales call. Or here's how I go about going from A to Z of launching an, an internal podcast or an internal communication strategy. Or here's how I go about going from A to Z around product. And and and, and I want to kind of get as close as I can to staying in that comfort zone because I want to be able to bring my best self forward. The process that you've laid out, I'm not familiar with. And frankly, the process that you laid out, I may not agree with. Now, Getting into that minutia and those emotions are not necessary. What I'm looking for out of brands and what I'm looking for out of employees is clarity. So from an employee's perspective, if you have clarity around what your ideal and most productive workflow actually is, and you can outline it and you can build it out and show what the outcome of that that workflow is going to be, then I just want you guys to stick to that because you guys know what's going to be the best outcome for you. I'm also... I'm also trying to create a moment where employees where employees avoid avoid threat responses in the brain. You know, I'm not a person that I'm not a person that wants employees to take an easy road, but I am a person that respects I am a person that respects bruises. This is what I mean by that. Over the course of our careers, we've we've accumulated a significant amount of bruises, aka we've stumbled and falled, we've made mistakes, and over time we've figured out what works for us. And when I'm hiring someone, I want to figure out what works for them, not what works for me and trying to push it into them. And so the very first thing in my perfect role, again, because I'm ranting now, your own personal workflow what you have learned over the course of your 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years of your career. How do you get from point A to Z in your way? Articulate that, hold firm to that, and expect the brand to meet you at least halfway when it comes to that workflow. Another thing that I think is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important is outlining your macro and micro autonomy structures that are that are going to be needed for you. So here's what I mean by that. Um, as you typically become a little bit more senior in your career, you start to want to have a bit more autonomy within within your day to day. Typically, autonomy around again a workflow, autonomy around maybe putting teams around you, autonomy around a budget, autonomy around decision making, autonomy around ideation, autonomy around uh, changing a process, autonomy around strategy. Uh, and autonomy around trust. You, you you don't want to be micromanaged. And for me, this is something I'm not seeing enough employees making incredibly crystal sharp and clear to anyone that's hiring them saying, look, right now in my career at 37, or right now in my career at 31, or right now in my career at 39, or right now in my career at 56, this is what I need when it comes to autonomy. I have a really, really good idea what the inevitable outcome should be. And I feel really strong about that inevitable outcome. And what I'm looking for out of a brand is they're going to trust that I'm going to be able to get us to Z in the best way that I know how. And I personally right now cannot withstand or appreciate any more micromanaging. And that's really a, a, a non-negotiable. And so for me, I need autonomy because that's the opposite of micromanagement around my workflow, around um, new strategies, around decision making. And here are the seven, the six, the three, the five 
moments of decision-making moments that I really value and I appreciate. And here are some experiences and some data and some results that I've gotten in the past when I've been allowed to have this autonomy to give you a little bit of a, a vote of confidence. But really what I'm looking for is a blind trust from you. And this is the way I'm talking right now, guys, is what I want you guys to say to an employer. What I'm looking for is a blind trust. I'm looking for you to trust that I'm going to be able to deliver. I'm looking for you not to hold my hand, not to coddle me. And I'm looking for you to give me that autonomy. Now, for whatever reason, the results do not match up to the autonomy I'm asking for. We can revisit this contract. But this is what I need walking into this organization. And it's not really a negotiable conversation. And I'm looking for brands that can appreciate that. And, and so that's what I mean, right? So that's what I'm talking about when it, when it pertains to micro and macro autonomy structures. Um, I think the last thing that I want to touch on today is um, is unpacking is unpacking two things: your life circumstances when it comes to when it comes to kids and timetables. Um, this is something that I'm going to kind of I'm going to sit inside this pocket probably for the remainder of this episode and then close it out. Um, when I think about when I think about time windows and when I think about life and circumstances and children and, and different dynamics, I believe it is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important walking into an organization that they know at a crystal clear level where you stand in the following categories where you want to be financially within a certain time window, where you want to be tangibly like output wise and like role wise within a certain time period, where you want to be, um, where you want to be just overall professionally at a macro level, um, how your kids uh, affect your, your hourly output on a week to week, day to day, month to month level. Um, where your boundaries are when it comes to your family, where your boundaries are when it comes to um, communication, where your boundaries are when it comes to, um, yeah, communication, family, kids, time, um, what type of support you will need contextually to get you to these goals, and what it looks like for you to completely... <clears throat> completely opt all the way out and remove yourself from an organization if these three, five, seven things are not accomplished. I'll give you guys a very, very real example. Um, I, I, probably, I probably did it a little too much, but for this most recent um, for this most recent company that I started that I ran for almost eight months, and unfortunately, it's no longer here due to a couple of alignment issues. But part of the alignment issues is I made it incredibly crystal clear that my my time window to go from A to Z, and Z in our case was like a certain amount of revenue generated, a certain amount of clients generated, a certain business at a certain place. I, I had a time window connected to that. I had uh, an infrastructure around my life, kids, family, future, like those things were very stable to me. Those things were very much uh, locked into the ground. Those things were, were, were moments for me that, that really were not negotiables. And I think we all have them. What I'm seeing too many times is I'm seeing too many applicants and soon too many employees walking into partnerships, because that's really what this is walking into an organization, AKA walking into a partnership, bending, molding, being flexible, um, you know, 
being malleable into these moments where you're working longer hours than you agreed upon, you're making your husband or your wife or your kids upset, you're you're not even working on the tasks that are connected to your long-term aspirations and goals, you've repeatedly made it incredibly clear that you are willing to do whatever it takes from a learning and development standpoint and, and a career mapping standpoint to get to a certain amount financially and the opportunities are just clearly not there and you're in a situation where you're in a rut where if you had communicated those things incredibly clear within the first moment of you being hired and after a 90 to 120 day let's make it let's make it really comfortable a six-month window you saw those things were not going to come true you have the ability to opt all the way out because you have that clarity you've communicated that clarity so both parties know where they stand and so that's really all I'm looking for and I'm asking and what I did is I did that within my organization and it got to a point where we figured out that my timing and my contextual moments and my contextual realities were not going to blend and mold well with, with the organization. And so um, these things are important to unpack and, and disclose because if you do not unpack and disclose these things, you can get into a situation where there's significant um, misalignment, there's significant uh, moments where you're just not in a really good place and, and, and that can be very troublesome. And so for me, um, these are just a few things that need to be unpacked and outlined within my perfect role because um, these things are connected to what a perfect role for you would look like. And all of these things are non-negotiable. So like the clarity that I want you guys to have is is, is a good thing to have. But even beyond the clarity, it's the confidence to say, my foot is deep into this ground and I'm now pouring cement around my ankles and I'm not moving on these and, and I'm looking for a brand that can meet me where I am and say, hey, I'll bring the water to you. I'll bring some food to you. I see that your foot's planted there. No worries. You don't need to walk to my establishment. I'll come to you. And that doesn't mean companies need to come to you all the time in those areas, but this does mean there are certain aspects of your role that would make it perfect that you should have clarity around that are not negotiable. So I hope this was helpful. Um, this was another episode of the Monday Anticipation uh, segment of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. And yeah, that's about it, guys. Thanks so much.